we wanted to come up with a series almost like um, what it cost what me. What cost me. Or the price I had to pay. The price I had to pay yeah. for the success that I have now. Yeah. Like, what did you have to do? What did you have to sacrifice? I'd love to have more of those stories because I realize that a lot of people in this day Instagram age don't understand that. And that's where a lot of dissatisfaction comes from because they think, why aren't I not where they're at? And they don't realize that person works about a... What's up, my beautiful learners? Coming to you from the City of Roses, this is the broadcast by Lash Professionals and for Lash Professionals. Thank you so much for tuning in. Hey, Tuss, how are you? I'm so good. I am too. We're excited, guys, to be in the studio here recording really kind of an impromptu podcast. It was something that, as I've been reflecting back on these last couple of weeks with LashCon, I, I realized that I've been getting a lot of congratulation emails like congratulations congratulations and texts and dms and it's very heartwarming to see people giving you accolades for doing good work but at the same time it's also humbling because it's like you look back and you reflect a little bit and go oh my gosh it's been painful to get here yeah it has been hard to get here a lot of times people might look and say oh that's an overnight success and i guarantee you my friends this has not been overnight success it has been um four years of blood sweat and tears a lot of pain <laughs> and and we want to put things in perspective and we want to yeah. share a little bit of the behind the scenes so that you can be encouraged no matter where you are in your journey right now, you may be killing it. Your books may be so full, but you might be just starting out and thinking, this is really hard. Or you're thinking about starting a new training or a, a webinar or a class or a product line or a whole new business model in our industry. And you're not feeling a lot of love, not feeling a lot of appreciation. You're not even feeling like you, if you know if you have the stuff. So we thought we'd do an episode where we're talking about really some of our mindsets and some of the things that we do. And also just behind the scenes stories and stuff like that. And we'll see how this all plays out because it's very impromptu. But hopefully it's going to be useful. But before we do that, real quick. A couple announcements. LashCon tickets are selling fast, guys. They have definitely slowed down, but I can assure you that over the next couple months, it's looking very strong that we're going to sell out. That's just the way it is. I'm very grateful for that, and it's not a guarantee. I'm still at the hustle. In the back of my mind, I'm like, nothing's easy, Paul. It never happens easy. It's always hard. It's always work. So I'm going to be out there pounding the pavement and, and hopefully encouraging people and supporting them and giving them value. But at the same time, don't wait, because if it does also take off, you might lose out. Yeah, and also if you've already bought your tickets and you haven't made arrangements for your accommodations, I yeah. so encourage you to do that because every year the hotel sells out. Yeah. So jump on that. Yeah, it will sell out. In fact, I'm almost certain even soon. Like I have a feeling the next month it will be like gone, no, no more rooms, and you have to stay at a hotel nearby. Also, there's add-ons. Um, we won't go into all the add-ons, but look for the add-ons. Just go to the website we've talked about in the past. Definitely want to look at these add-ons. These are pre-events or bonus events that happen on Friday and Saturday morning before LashCon takes off Saturday afternoon, and it's going to be real well worth it. We have also, we, as always, Tustin has a couple classes right now that are available for you to take for her Lash Retention and Styling course. First in May, 14th to the 15th, and then secondly, that's in New York, and then June 5th through the 6th here in Los Angeles. It's in the show notes or go to her Instagram at LashCast. By the way, it's now at LashCast, not LashCast Podcast, so Woo-hoo! got a new Instagram handle that's uh, yeah! just a little shorter and easier to type in. So, all right, so let's talk about basically... What's going on? And the reason why, or with our, kind of like some behind the scenes of our business, and I want to share this because I want you guys to give yourself a lot of grace, and I want to give yourself, guys, time. That, you know, everything in life, 
takes time. We have a saying, always takes longer, always costs more. Yeah, yeah. Always takes longer, always costs more. Nothing in life I've done has been like, wow, that would only cost 10% what I planned and I got done in one hour instead of 10 weeks. Like that just doesn't happen. Now, maybe little things once in a while, but overall, I'm always in my mindset saying, okay, I'm planning for two weeks for this. If things go well, but you know, I have to be prepared, prepared to go three weeks to get it done. So that's the way it is. That's life. And but so we want you guys to hopefully understand what is behind the scenes with this. Also, I want you to understand the cost that things never are, are cheap as far as time sacrifice or money sacrifice. Both of those can be quite expensive. So let's talk about LashCon because, like I said earlier, a lot of people have been reaching out and saying lots of kind and very supportive things, and, and we've really been so blessed. I mean, our industry has supported us. I mean, so many brands have gone out of their way to give us shout-outs and influencers and all that. Uh, but the same, We love you guys. Yeah, no, best. You are amazing. But I will say this. Our first year, like this, this year we've sold already 70% of our tickets, basically. But in years past... Like our first year, I think I sold four tickets on our first day. Yeah. And I made a big deal. Like I actually went out and really asked for a lot of favors because we, we, we had been doing our podcast at that point for almost a year and a half, I think. And I thought, okay, we have a lot of favors. We'll pull them in and we'll ask people to promote us. And some people did. But by far, the majority of people were like, no, go pound sand. I'm not going to promote you. Why would I promote you? And we weren't entitled to it. No, so, we you know. I wasn't mad about it. I, in fact, I think if you're one of those people listening, I didn't promote you and you're mad. No, 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 I wasn't. I actually reached out to people and said, look, you owe me nothing. I'm just asking for a favor. If you can be so kind to re-promote. It was an orange square with Lashcon on it. It was really simple. And we just want to get everyone's attention. Like, what's this orange square? We're like Firefest. Yeah, we're taking it from Firefest. <laughs> like, nothing original in my brain. I just take Firefest. I just saw the documentary, which it's was... the same color, too. Yeah, it's the same color, yeah. Think yeah. of anything different. No, I couldn't even think of anything different. Actually, I was hoping to play off a little bit like, oh, what's this orange square again? Anyhow, that all said, we, we went with it and a lot of people were supportive, but it was nowhere close to what I'd hoped. I had hoped we'd get like thousands of people to repost. And, and that first day when we launched back in 2019, June of 2019, you know, I had like 100, 200 people reposted. And that was, that, I felt like it was a big success. But we only had a few ticket sales. And that's when the real work began. That's when every day I have to go and post. I would start DMing people. I would start um, reaching out. I would do lives with people. I would just do anything just to get one ticket sale, just one ticket sale. I was like, I was doing one ticket at a time. And it took a ton of work. And even getting sponsors, like most, I only got, I think I only had 15 people come with boots or 13 boots. So compared to 73 this year, that's a far cry. But I had to really hustle to even get those sold because people are like, another conference, who cares? Right. And so it was like, Every day working like probably 12, 16-hour days, only on Lashcon. We had just closed our salon, and now- Those I, were dark days, Yeah, guys. they were dark days. So they, 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 We were licking our wounds. Feeling like complete failures, too, and feeling like, who am I to do this? Who am I to be promoting this? But at the same time, I knew that we had sound systems, and we had sound principles. And we made, had good stuff to offer. Yeah. But, you know, it, we had to do the hard work, and- it kind of was nice because one of our philosophies, whenever you go through anything challenging and disappointing, is to immediately focus on doing something that's like a project. So we closed the salon and we we're, like I said, sad. So we immediately focus on this other project. And it really helps keep your mind focused on good things and pushing you along to do good work. I mean, at the same time, while I was 
basically closing or doing LashCon, I was also setting up all our staff, our former staff, trying to give them all their equipment they needed, give them client lists, trying to set them up for success because I didn't want them to suffer. And at the same time, we also had to sell everything and uh, file bankruptcy with the company. And we had to do all this business nonsense, sell off stuff. I had companies coming in and just taking everything, dump or trashing it or selling it. Oh, and guys, that was hard for me. I mean, here I am like yeah. 13 years at the salon and thinking, you know, all my dreams being packed up. But I had to say, even in all of that, it was well with my soul because my hope was not built on the success of my company or being a successful professional and having it like seeing it walk out and being dumped in the trash right before my eyes. I know it sounds crazy, but I had joy in my heart. It was not happy to see that stuff go, but I had joy in my heart that I knew that my identity with God was secure. And so anyway, it was hard. It was hard to see that stuff go. Yeah. So that's what I'm doing. And by the way, I didn't take a salary my first year. First year, LashCon, I worked for free. I basically, I worked our butts off. My, our butts, like there was more. Well, I guess there was more than me. I, I was like 18 people, I felt like. 18 and little butts. 18 little butts. <laughs> making one big butt. And I did no salary. And while we charge quite a bit, it's a premium ticket. This event is not cheap. I get it. But it wasn't, I wasn't thinking I'm going to make millions of dollars and retire and go to Tahiti after this. It was like, I want to put all the money back into this event. And I wanted the event to show that. And then, and I think when people came that first year, saw like, wow, this event is kind of cool. A lot of stuff. And then the second year, again, I took no salary. Mm-hmm. The second year, which was all online. It was virtual. That whole year was just a, you know, for everyone because of COVID was no one made money, but I still wanted to keep the momentum going. And I realized we needed it. We already had committed to all these people. And I know people needed some hope and people want something to look forward to. So we went out and spent money on this new app. And we went, and it was like, I think it was like 20K or something like that. It was a lot of money. And we just went crazy invested in the company or in the, uh, the, the, the event. event, just saying, well, okay, it's not going to be this year. But if we continue to do good work, this will build and eventually we'll, it'll do well. So third year comes. I finally take what I'd say a very nominal salary. It's like he made what a normal lash artist makes in a year. A poor, a very a low a very, end, a very, poor, very, the lowest like, end. I think most lash artists that are on the low end are making twenty, thirty thousand. That that's kind of like where I was in my range <laughs> for LashCon, and that was third year. And I know some people came up to me, and I remember talking to me and saying, "Wow, this is amazing! I hope you made a killing this year." And I'm like, eh, "I'm not making a killing this year." No, because we're still continuing to invest and in putting it back into the company. Yeah, the third year was all about trying to make LashCon huge. That's why we had party buses. We had this party, which I will say probably is the most expensive party ever thrown in the lash industry. In fact, I'm sure it is. And it was insane. It was this huge, it was like a carnival. epic. It was epic. And we went on and, and we, we actually have top level speakers that speak at other national events. These guys don't come for free, by the way. Um, these guys and gals, they do cost money. So we have a speaker budget for the top end plenary breakout, or not breakout sessions, but for the plenary speakers. Uh, over and over and over. Everything was about going all out. And we wanted to just make it so uh, huge that people felt like they were part of something really special. And and it ended up being that way. So fourth year comes around and we sold, like I said, almost 70% now of our tickets without even trying this time, I'll say. But the truth is I did try. I spent three years working for nothing to get to this point where the fourth year, finally things are moving. Like we sold out our sponsors. We sold, I mean, at least the booth sponsors. And we sold out the VIP and we're close to selling out all the other tickets. And I think the way we did that was making sure that everybody got value. 
everybody, you know, the attendees, you guys, you got something, you got connections. We plan things so that people, it made it easy for people to connect we with other people. We put surprises in the show too, things that we didn't tell people we were going to do. We had an Instagram room. We didn't tell anyone we were going to do that. We just showed up and all of a sudden we have an Instagram room so people can take cute pictures with their friends and such. You know, and we're continuing to learn with the sponsors, but continuing to give them more time and making sure that they're successful in what yeah. they do. Because if we don't have our sponsors and they're not happy, there is no LashCon, no, right? We, they literally help make LashCon the real deal. And that's why we encourage you guys, when you're there, you need to go out and hang out with all our sponsors. Because they are who make this, yeah. this amazing party happen. Without uh, them, we'd just be in one little room doing an event with very little fanfare, little extras. So you guys have to realize that the sponsorships are part of the deal. It's like watching TV and the ads and the radio ads, anything with ads, right? That pays for what you enjoy. Well, the sponsors really helped offset the cost so that we can do the extras and we can do the huge parties so that we can do the giveaways and all the fun stuff. So you definitely, when you come, please come ready with a wad of cash in your pocket. They're going to give you great deals and incentives. And we do a lot to try to train them as well as equip them so that they're there to serve you and we also we didn't send out a pdf that tells you how to have a great con but that's all secondary stuff so anyhow so this year it's coming together finally right same thing with our podcast by the way our, our podcast i don't know uh, i'll share a little bit of our numbers first year only thirty-five thousand plays happen or listens over the whole year it took us a year to get thirty-five thousand. our second year it was one hundred thirty-three thousand. Third year 176 000. last year three hundred thirty-six thousand. so really honored like almost you know half a million people Listen to our episode at least once. This year, we're on track to somewhere between 700 and 800,000. It's insane, right? That's like double the growth. And it's not because we are, I think, anything special. I don't think it's like, in fact, I know one of our friends, um, Lorraine, Dear, Dear Lash Love, I think within two years, they hit a million listens. Like, it's going to take us over four years to get to that. So we're definitely not the fastest. We're definitely not the, um, the brightest and the smartest, I think, by any means. But we just keep doing what we do consistently and just plugging in day in, day out. And over time, when you look back, this is our fifth year doing the podcast, things are finally exploding where we could, you know, be just short of a million listens in one year. Yeah. And I'm going to share something with you guys. I'm going to be really vulnerable. Most people don't share this side of it because Instagram's all about looking so successful. Even though we're successful in these areas, we have chosen to invest in the business and the company. We live very simply. We live very humbly. We have a three-bedroom house that we rent. We rent, yeah. And it is so run down and it is so, it is Nothing impressive. It is not, I believe me, it is not. That's why we don't show show it at home. There's like broken tile. There's things that don't work. But again, we don't think that our life consists in the abundance of our possessions. And we try to live like that. Now, some people will say, oh, it's just because you're poor. You know what I mean? And in some ways, well, yeah, but we are so rich in other things. We're rich in our, our Lash community. You guys are the reason why we do this. And you guys share with us all the time the difference that this is making. That's our food. That's our fuel. That's the stuff that we're proud about. It's not our, our junky house, you know? Um, so anyway, so I just want you to think, I mean, yeah, LashCon successful, but it does come at a cost. We put everything back into that and we yeah. are simple, humble people. Yeah. We could have taken more money and put into everything else, but I think that would have slowed down the growth of LashCon. In fact, I know it would have because we wouldn't have had the same resources that we have now to do stuff and it would have not been as good. And then less people would come and then LashCon would just be another run of the mill conference, which is fine. But 
for us, we did, that's just not our DNA. We wanted to be the best. So we were playing a long game. We were saying, okay, it's going to take a few years to really invest and do the big thing. Same thing with podcasts. I mean, I, all my podcasting brothers and sisters out there, I see a lot of you guys, you start strong and then you just fade out and you quit. I mean, there, we have probably 20 plus podcasts that were no longer existing in the lash industry that started really strong, but they quit because, you know, and it could be many reasons. It could be priority changes, business changes. It doesn't mean it's a failure. It's not a failure, but, but the reason why things don't get to where you want to be, if podcasting still is in your heart, and I still want to encourage a lot of you if you're listening and you're like, well, I still wish I could, then you just have to make a decision to do it no matter what it costs you and just know it's sacrifice. Know it's hard. It's never easy. It's not easy for Tuss and I to do podcasts two a week. No, it is not easy, and it takes a toll from us from what other things that we want to do with our time, and we put those up and say, you know what, we're going to do the podcast day. We could take a lunch today, and nope, decide, nope, we're going to stay here in the office and do a podcast since we had a little break. And I think that's the type of decision-making that people don't want to hear because we just want it to be It is not sexy. I mean, this kind of goes into our next point, right? It's about being consistent. It's about chopping the wood. Yeah, I want to get to that, but I I want to first say one other thing. Jumping the gun here. Um, Yeah, jumping the gun just a little bit. People don't want to show their sacrifice online. They just don't want – it's not sexy. It's not fun showing – coming to every work every day at 5 a.m. to set up your office or – Go do this and that. It's not. That's the stuff you don't get to see. You just calling see, your laundry home. You know, with a greasy face. You and see like the highlights, messy right? Hair. And I've and I've, there's some big influencers I've talked to about, it and they say, "Oh yeah, I only post my highlights. Why? Why want I post my lowlights? That's no no fun." And I get it. And it doesn't get likes. It doesn't get comments when you're like, "Oh wow, another three hours sleep of night." Okay, wow, that's really exciting. That's not really interesting for most people. But seeing you at an awards gala or showing your car or showing something really fancy or showing your team all with champagne, now that's worthy that's celebrating. That's praiseworthy. And, and that's fine. You should. You should celebrate your praises or celebrate your wins. But the real work is behind the scenes that no one sees. In fact, one of the things, I'll just put this out here. If uh, And I love to hear this from major brands, small brands, people just starting out. We wanted to come up with a series almost like uh, what it cost me. What it cost me, or the price I had to pay. The price I had to pay yeah. for the success that I have now. Yeah. Like, what did you have to do? What did you have to sacrifice? I'd love to have more of those stories because I realize that a lot of people in this day, Instagram age, don't understand that. And that's where a lot of dissatisfaction comes from because they think, why aren't I not where they're at? And they don't realize that person works a butt off. I mean, I just heard Blaze from La Chivo shared she works seven days straight. Then, um, then six days, takes a day off, and then she works seven, and then six, takes a day off. That means she works 13 days straight. Yeah. And you wonder why she's been all over the place now. Well, it's because the girl is an animal and is sacrificing a lot of, of her life to push her business. Now, that will switch. By the way, when you're 21 and you're doing that, you have what? the margin you to do that. You have the margin to do it. And you know, in 10 years, she can, or five years, she can totally back off and have a lot more balance. But right now, she's in the trenches doing the hard work, just kind of like the way we've been with LashCon. We've been working our butts off, just trying everything we can to get this off the ground so that we can then eventually reap the rewards. But it's not going to happen overnight. Now, if you're a mom and you're, you've got a partner, a husband, a boyfriend, and a business, you don't have those kinds of margins. And we're not saying that. But for if you have a half an hour, what we're saying is if you spend it on your business, if you spend it on, on your goals, that's going to get you farther. Yeah. And Lona shared it in her story with our podcast. You go back, or I don't know if she shared it in the podcast. She might have just shared it off mic. But Lona had this huge game where she 
They lived in a one bedroom or a studio apartment. I think they, yeah, they cut down on their cars. They had odd jobs like walking dogs. Yeah, they, her, her boyfriend was doing all these odd jobs as a helper. They they cut all their costs. They were eating ramen. They were just literally living as simply and as, as simple as possible. So all the money went to the company. And now you look at Alona and Revelation, you're like, wow, I wish I was there. Man, that girl gave up a she lot. Grinded. She grinded. She did. She grinded. And so that is always the story. I hear that. Over and over and over. In fact, um, there's a podcast I'm trying to with Guy Raz. What's it called? Um, How I Built How This. How I Built This. If there's a podcast you want to listen to for just weekly inspiration about the struggles of entrepreneurship, this is the best one. Because Guy Raz really sits down with all these amazing people from beauty brands to high tech. Like Bobby Brown, like Burt's Bees. Fashion, everything, right? There's no brand that he won't talk to. But almost consistently, every story you hear about sacrifice, sacrifice, how everything was going wrong, how they were one day from closing, how they were being bought out, how bankruptcy was right on the verge. Or they did file bankruptcy. Or they did, and they had to bounce back and reset. It's so inspiring and so encouraging because it realizes you see even the biggest, most successful people have gone through just hell to get where they are. And I love listening to it. It's actually one of the only podcasts I regularly listen to now because I feel like it just gives me that fuel. Like, okay, no, we can deal with any sacrifice Mm -hmm. or any, there's no cost that's too high. Well, I would say be careful. There are, there There are are things, there are costs that are too high. But I just want you guys to check that podcast out. I promise you it will do you so much better. One thing too, I wanted to point out that I saw myself when you have a goal that you want, right? You're like, I want to be a, a successful salon owner. I want to have a product line. I want to do a training or I want to do X, Y, Z. I want to build out. Whatever it is you're looking to do. It's often, I found that at first it's easy to get kind of mad when you really begin to understand what the cost is going to be. This for me, I'll just, when I, I found I had cancer and I remember when I first found out Tesla, like, well, that's it. We're changing the diet. I mean, we had been changing the diet, but now Tesla's going to go Just hardcore. you know, guys, he's good. It's it's a slow-growing cancer yes. that we've adopted. It's prostate I'll, I'll cancer. Watch and so. so he's made changes and things are good. Yeah. I mean, my face is cancer, but... Uh, the, Shut <laughs> up. But the, that was that, like the dumbest joke. Dumbest joke, sorry. Stupid. Sorry, I don't know. We, <laughs> whatever, I don't know where that came from. But I'm saying is that for me, when she started coming to me to change her diet, I got mad. I got really mad because I knew... I was going to have to sacrifice things I loved. Mm-hmm. I love guac and, and chips. chips. I Every night. love guac and chips. Oh, my gosh. I also love vanilla ice cream with orange, frozen orange juice mixed in. <laughs> um, I, I can't have enough of that. I gave that up a long time ago because also my body wasn't agreeing with it. But that said, it tastes so good. It's the best taste on the planet. Also, soda. I had to give up that. I had to give up a long list of stuff. And I was mad. He was really mad. And that's what... I think all of us are like that. Whenever we, we see what we want, we're like, okay, I want this. Like, and then go, well, it's going to cost you this. Well, that's not fair. <laughs> that's too much. It's like, well, then you know, maybe you don't want it that bad. Or you just blame people, right? Often I think people start blaming, well, my family is against me or my, this, my employees or Our society. society. You know, the lash industry is down on me. They don't like my dreams, mm-hmm. you know, and you find a villain, right? You yep. find someone else to point the finger to. And the truth is, you're just mad because it's going to cost you so much. That's why you're mad, guys. You're angry because you don't want the sacrifice. And I get it. And who does? Who does? No I'll one. take the thumb screws, please. Yeah, yeah, please. I'll take the rack, please. So, I mean, I just want to encourage you guys, if you feel like resentment or you feel you angry. see something angry, that's a natural response to loss. 
Anger is always a secondary emotion. The first emotion is your pain or like loss. And the real thing is when you're looking at what you're looking to or what you're trying to accomplish, if you're getting angry, it's because you're feeling a loss inside. Like, oh my gosh, I'm not going to have my Friday nights anymore. I'm going to have to stay, work weekends. I'm going to be tired. I'm going to be tired or I'm going to have to tell my husband that uh, we can only have one night a week out or something like that. Or the kids. I'm going to have no time for myself. Yeah, or I'm just not going to take time for myself because I'm going to have to take care of the kids, take care of my loved ones, and then I'm going to have to sleep a little less at night because at night, after everyone goes to bed at 10, I'm going to stay up till 2 working on my business. But if you look at it and you plan for it and you say, this is a season, it's not going to be like this forever. Yeah. It's a season. That's where, well, let's get into what we were going to say earlier, and this is one of the, I think, patience or seeing the bigger picture, right? What about consistency? We'll get to that one too. Okay. But patience, since you brought that up, it's, it's seen the big picture. Yeah. When you say the seasons, like really, it's a season. It is not the rest of your life. No. And last count for me, it was three years. Three years of very low rewards, a lot of cost, a lot of time, a lot of energy. 80 but, hour weeks. Yeah. Because he would work helping me with my business and just the daily stuff like that. And then we'd go home and he'd work some more. Yeah. So it was like another work day once he got home. I mean, that's the hard part, right? It's just like, not we want the here and now. We live in this Instagram, this instant culture where everything's here and now. But man, if you guys can start thinking three, five years from now, that is how you're going to win. Because the one-year plan, the six-month plan, that I see companies, I see influencers, podcasts. Take the 21-day challenge. Yeah. Those things are great. But just remember that there is a season. There's a season of struggle. There's a, what is it? That there's a time to plant. There's a time to sow. There's a time to harvest. Yeah. There's a time for every season. Yeah. And if you're just taking that same idea, right? For three years, I was planting. I was just planting, planting, planting. Finally, this year, we're seeing a harvest. And, and, and by the way, I'm not taking it for granted. This does not mean next year is going to be just as easy or no, this year is going to be just as easy. We still have to continue to, to meet people's needs. Yeah, I got to provide value. I got to hunker down. I got to just not, I'm not going to sit back next year and just like open up sales and be like, I'm done, guys. Thanks for all the money. It doesn't work that way. It's always about going to the next level and investing. But I am thinking five, 10 years from now, and we have plans. I like to say this, I, I hold loosely to my plans. So, I mean, I do think three, five years from now, but at the same time, I know that. Things like COVID come, right? And things can kind of change everything. So be you need to be flexible too. If you if you get one of these people that gets too rigid and it has to be exactly this way, that's where misery comes from because now your, your plans are being thwarted and you get angry. So being very loose with them, having something in, in the works, but also being willing to pivot and change is a big thing. So anyhow, being patient and plan for the big picture. Now let's talk about consistency. I think that's something that we've seen work really well. And I know the first thing everyone's probably thinking like, Oh, Paul's going to talk about posting every day on Instagram. No, I'm not. That's not what we're talking about. Not that kind of consistency. In fact, if you listen to our episode recently, we're kind of down on Instagram. Instagram is... It's a tool, it's but a tool. It, is not, it is not your happiness, believe no, me. No, don't be a slave to Instagram. You do not have to invest in Instagram to be successful. So when we talk about being consistent... We're talking about, for example, showing up every day, doing your best. What does that mean? It means making sure that you get enough sleep so that you can give your clients the best, so that you're not dreading and just trying to get them out the door, so that you can linger with a conversation or show them something else, so that you can maybe have a warm towel on their face, whatever it is, so that you can be 100% in the room and present do that. Be consistent about that. Go to bed the night before. Make sure that you have enough food so you're not stressed out. Schedule yourself correctly so you have breaks. Dress professionally. Don't yes, dress one day, professionally. Don't come in one day in rags because you just didn't feel like it. I promise you it's about the bigger picture. It's little stuff. We have another saying called chopping the wood and carrying, carrying the, the water, water, right? It's 
doing the little stuff daily by over time, and all of a sudden a year, two years, five years, you have a kingdom. You have something you've built. But the daily task of chopping the wood and carrying the water is so boring. It is so boring. It is not Instagram worthy. And yet for you yeah, to like dress- I, I look professional today. Like I, I, I wore nice shoes. Believe me, your clients notice. They do. They notice that little details are really what makes it, right? Also asking for referrals every day. Not when you just feel like it or when the client looks happy. It needs to be part of your process when they are checking out. Hey, I could really, if you love your lashes, I you really love to have your clients come in and, and try my service. I would love service. for you to refer them to somebody yeah. else. Asking for reviews, not like, please leave me a Yelp review, but if you are happy with your service, I would be delighted if you felt led to leave an online review. Yeah, don't cancel clients because you don't feel like working that day. Don't move clients because you're like, I just want to go to the movies tonight. That type of behavior over time Build, breaks trust and clients just won't come. It's I, like cannibalizing yourself. It's like cutting off your own arm and it's like because you feel like not using it that day and then you don't have an arm to work with the next day. Yeah, exactly. So anyhow, that's consistency. Consistency in your work. Not I'm not talking about Instagram. Hey, if you want to build Instagram, yes, consistency will do it. For us, actually, with our podcast, that's been the big reason why we've seen large growth in the last two years where we're now, you know, we, we, we're just short of a million people this year. Why? Because we we do it twice a week now. That two times a week now, we've missed some marks. I give myself grace. There's sometimes like, there's no way I'm going to get a second podcast out this week. Or there's been times when I don't get it out by, I try to get out in the night, like around midnight or two, midnight and 2 a.m. Because I'm a late night kind of guy. I try to post it around that time. But you know what? Like, yes, was it yesterday? I posted last week. I'm sorry. I posted Friday afternoon at 4 p.m. or something like that. So it just happens, right? Your consistency, you have to give, again, this is where misery kicks in. If you don't give yourself grace, and say, okay, I want to try to be consistent, but man, if you mess up or you miss something, don't beat yourself up and go, I'm a loser, I suck. Just do it right the next day. Yeah, do it right the next day or just do it right then. It's better to do it than not do it, by the way, because not doing it and getting harder on yourself or say, well, I guess I can't do it. Like all of my podcasting friends who've stopped doing it, just start again. I know all of you are thinking right now, hmm. I, I should I no, no, done just it in do a year. It. You know what I say? This is what I say to myself. House cleaning, even done improperly, still blesses your family. So like- I. Just you, might, good at that, by you, you might look at the floor and be like, I don't have time to clean the floor. If you are just like literally in the bathroom and you just have a towel, a paper towel in your hand, and you just wipe the floor the best that you can, it still blesses your family, even if it's not done completely correctly. Exactly. In the same way with your business, it may not be consistent, but do the best you can. Yeah. I, I way I clean our house is I do it while I'm doing other stuff. I'm cooking food. I'm like wiping counters, cleaning the floor. I just do little, little bits of bit, pieces while I'm doing like, like multitask, you say, and it's better than nothing. Yeah. Because otherwise it doesn't get done. No, no. See, that's one of the things that we're sacrificing right now. We don't have a housekeeper. Which this year, God willing, we might. So we might. That's that's in the plan. So like, again, it took us four years to get there, you know? And so, and for a lot of you guys, I think too many people quit after six months or eight months or even two years. That's too soon. Yeah. I just want to go into another story about really how, how hard it was for us at one time. And on the outside, our salon looked so successful, right? But if you could see our home, there was one season where our oven broke, our dishwasher broke, our washing machine broke. Nothing was, only uh, the, the fridge was working. And oh, that was a junky fridge Oh my gosh. Too. Yeah. I used duct tape, you guys, like duct tape as- To hold the shelves to together. To hold the shelves together. Okay. And like, I'm thinking, 
our Instagram looks so amazing and it's like, this is how we're living, right? Yeah. You know, but you sacrifice. We were in a tight spot. So I'm just saying, don't be fooled by what you see on Instagram and also know that, you know, if you're going through a hard time, if your appliances aren't working, that is not the way that you're going to live for the rest of your life. It's just a season. Yeah. No, for us, when that was all going on with our business and everything was going crazy, we just said, you know, we'll just bear through it. And we replaced everything eventually, but (laughs) it took us a little time. And again, that's the big picture. Remember where where you're going. That's right. Another thing too, really, I want to encourage you guys to focus is on the good work or focus on good work, not the money. I think a lot of people, the reason why they quit is because they're only thinking this is how they're going to make money. And they're just, I'm going to do this and I'll make money and then I'll be rich. And then they find out the hard work doesn't pay off right away. And six months, a year, two years, three years go by. And they're like, man, I'm not making all the money. And look at blah, blah, blah. They're making tons of money, but you don't realize it took them seven years to get there. And you're only in your third year. And then you quit. And because you're frustrated or you're burnt out or whatever it is. And it's because you're focusing on money and you just can't do that. If you, you need to really focus on good work. Everyone I know who's amazing went out first, did great work. And then amazingly, when people saw how good the work was, people started wanting to pay for it. And they said, wow, you're really amazing. I can't get that anywhere else. Tuss, when she first started lashes, she gave lashes away for free for months. I had to like ask people, can I give you lashes? Because nobody knew what lash extensions were. 2005, yeah. No one knew what it was. 2006. So she had to give it away. And guess what? She focused on doing good work. And within a year after that, she was booked out five, six days a week with any like eight, 10 people a day when you were doing oh, one Oh, my story was very common. It took me like five hours to do a full set, right? And yeah. I would have people come back the next day and like not get paid for that because I was so committed to making sure that the service was good and that I learned, you know, yeah. I was so willing to not be paid just to make sure somebody was happy. Yeah. And I know that's kind of against kind of the trend now. Everyone's like, you know, I always share with our daughter, I'll never work for free. And I'm like, I get it, but... Sometimes you have to when you're building your brand. When you're starting fresh. Why, you, you know, if you're a trainer and you're starting, you, you, you've got to say, let me be a guinea pig. Will you be my guinea pig and yeah. then give your testimony and let me practice, but I'll do it for free. I know that Lorana shared, I don't know if it was our, our podcast where we listened to her on Dear Lash Love with her brand. I don't think she made, took any money off her apparel company for like a year or two or even longer. She put everything back in the company. And I hear this from Lash Brands too. Like, oh yeah, we sold our glues. I didn't take any of that money. I would put it right back in and bought more product. And they kept doing that for a couple of years before they finally started hiring. Had a little war chest, yeah. Yeah, had a little war chest. So just so you understand, guys, just focus on doing the work. Dot the money. If you all you're thinking about the money is you will quit. You will burn out and you'll move on. Now, the last thing I just want to encourage you guys with is action brings clarity. And what I mean by that is sometimes you can overthink things and get stuck, right? And you're like, oh, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Just do something. Choose anything, any action. For instance, with Tuss, when she goes sat around and just kept on trying to market, 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 or not even market, just wait for people to call her on the phone. I guess I'll just put my ads out or put my one thing out there and just people should call me because I'm a lash artist. But she didn't. She just started, she went and joined every organization in Pasadena. She started talking to anyone about lashes and she would invite them in and often just give it away free because that actually helped her realize, no, I actually like lashes a lot. So much so that I, I even don't mind doing it for free. Because I like it. Because she just found joy in it. That action brought clarity. Now, she might have also found out during that time, and it could have been a different story, that she hates lashing. And I don't want to do this. Guess what? Good news. That's not a bad thing to learn either, because you just learned you don't like lashes, and you're going to move on and do something different. Same thing when it comes to if you want to start a product line, just try one product. 
Just sell one product. Yeah, just one thing. And then you may find it. It's the best thing you've ever done. Or you may find out you hate it. Good news. It was only one product. You didn't lose $10,000, $15,000. And now you can go and try something new. Uh, with our kids, we did this all the time. We were always like, you're going to try everything. You're going to play every, you're going to do music. You're going to do sports. You're going to be part of school events. You're going to do dance. Church you're gonna stuff. Do you're going to do everything. Because we want you just to experience life. And then you can choose what you want to do. And then they found their, their passion, their, what they love. But it only came because they took actions, or in our case, because we're parents and we forced them to do it. But as a grown-ups, no one's forcing us, so we just have to force ourselves to take action and do stuff. And um, we do this all the time. And I just want to encourage you guys, if you're struggling, you want to quit and all that, just take a move and see if it helps you better understand what you want to do in the future. So anyhow, that's a lot of stuff to unpack. Hopefully you found some tips and some ideas some in there. Some encouragement in Some there. encouragement in that. And we really are so grateful to all of you guys. Everyone who's bought tickets, everyone who's reached out, who's given us shout outs. It's been amazing. Everybody who's, you know, sent a DM or an email just to say, you know, what this podcast means to them. Yeah. We love you. We don't take it for granted. No. You're busy. It takes time to share, you know, out of your busy day to do that. So we thank you. Yeah. You guys are the reason why we do this, and we love you so much. So hopefully you're encouraged. And whatever you're doing right now, don't quit. I mean, there is a line. I mean, we close our salon, right? There is a line. There is a time when, yes, you need to, and that's where wisdom comes in and good people around you. A good counsel. Good counsel. Don't make decisions, big decisions, without input from Other friends, people, family, yeah. coaches. People that love you, yeah. Yeah, I mean, really, in the end, there is a time. But overall, for most of us, it's pushing through because really we don't hear the stories of the people who quit. We only hear the stories of the people who push through and it's always difficult. It's like the hero's journey, right? It's, it's never easy for the hero. It's never easy to go into the cave, slay the dragon and, and come out and win the battle, right? That's never easy. In fact, it's always, we love it because it's it's near death. We want to see our hero dragged to the point of near death. And that's when they rise up and overcome it and win that, that we have something exciting to share. And each of you are living that same story today with your own business, near death in their business. Like, I don't know if I can do this again another day. But if you can push through and fight through and see the bigger picture, be patient to give yourself grace, to know that there's a time, there's no there's timeline here. There's a season, no, t- but a, a big timeline. And you can get there and you can make it. And you'll just live and learn and then just take those actions that will help you understand what you're good at and what you're not good at. And so you'll you know, move forward. And hopefully, if you are having a success or have pushed through, let me know. I'd love to know more stories about those yeah, of you who sacrificed. let us sacrifice. know. Reach out to us to share your heart with us. Yeah, we'd love to get you guys, some of you on the episodes here, to share your stories of your struggles of what you had to overcome. And then, yeah, hopefully, let us know. Also, if this is encouraging to you, please reach out to us, DM, email us. Be honest, those are our favorite things. Money is nice, but really hearing from you, getting feedback from you is what really kind of warms our heart and puts that fire in there. It fuels us. Yeah, and that's why we do what we do. So then we get back up and go out there and make a difference. Otherwise, man, this is a lot of work for nothing. (laughs) I don't think it's nothing. I think there's people out there that are it's making a difference for. I think so. I mean, we've heard a lot more. In fact, it's getting bigger and louder, the, the feedback loop, and then it's so encouraging. So, all right, guys, that's it. We are done. We are out of here. Thank you so much for tuning in. I want to ask you to please follow us on Instagram at Lashcast and at the Lash Conference. And remember to subscribe, share, and review and go get your tickets today, guys. I promise you they are running out soon. On behalf of my Lash Cricket, Tusney, I want to thank you for taking some time to listen. Keep on lashing and remember, you have a friend in the lash industry. 